Alright everyone, it is time for Ain't That Some Shit episode 21 with your host, <laughs> Emma. It is August 17th, year of our Lord, 2023. How are you doing? Is your head spinning? Because mine is, oh my gosh, the news is just wild. I don't have another word for it. So we're going to take a break from the Bidens because Biden is taking a break from his job. He's on vacation. Isn't that lovely? Well, Hawaii burned. And then when asked about it, he said no comment. That's lovely. He's going on a two-week vacation. Good for him, right? <laughs> All right, let's let's let the Bidens handle their shit for a little bit. I mean, we'll come back to it. There's just so much in the Clintons. I think I'm going to wait until maybe the new year to do a full thing on the Clintons because more stuff keeps coming out and it's it's going to be a bulk of a an episode. Anyways, I played that theme song and I hope many of you know it. It's the Law and Order theme song. There's the regular Law and Order that start out in the 90s I want to say. I'm not all that sure but that's when I started watching it and um, they had the Special Victims Unit and the Criminal Intent Unit. Now the Criminal Intent one I find to be particularly interesting. The way that they would set up their episodes as opposed to uh, SVU, Special Victims Unit, is that with Special Victims Unit you saw the victim but you didn't know who did it and you found out who did it after, right? With Criminal Intent you know who did it. But the whole thing about criminal proceedings is proving intent. So, why is this important? Why is this relevant? Why does this have any consequence? Because for the longest time, the Department of Justice has been trying to get Trump on intent, specifically with election interference. And they have several indictments against him and we're going to review them today so that everyone's caught up to speed and that we understand what the facts of the matter are and what new games are they playing because it's it's unfathomable the way that they will go to such lengths and I'm not saying he's innocent of everything much of what they're going after him it's like yeah sure he did it but is this the right timing? I feel like it is election interference. He is projected to be the number one nominee on the Republican side and they want to shut him up. He has a vendetta against them. Um, I mean, rightly so. His policies were great, his words were not, he's anti-establishment, people don't like that, he wasn't taking money from people, the whole Russia thing was a fucking hoax. <sighs> the Steele dossier that Clinton, the Clinton administration funded just to make him look like he was in bed with Russians turned out to be false. James Comey of the FBI turned out to be fucking fraud. A lot of the people that were in the Trump administration, oh goodness, like Amarosa, bunch of snakes. He said, I'm going to get the best people for the job. I'm going to get the best people. He doesn't know any of the best people. So the entire time that he was in office, I, he wasn't equipped for it, but he had the right sentiment. America first. I believe in this sentiment. We live in this country. We should look out for our own interests. Instead, we fund the EU. We send so much money over there. Our negotiations with China keep that country afloat. China lies on everything, and that's a whole other episode. But let's start with this, <clears throat> the indictments. First one is hush money. Trump was first indicted in March 2023 by the Manhattan District Attorney on state charges related to the hush money payment to Stormy Daniels. Whether he actually slept with her, no one knows. The hush money came from Cohen, 
whatever that slimy fucker's first name is. I don't recall. Anyways, prosecutors allege Trump was part of an illegal conspiracy to undermine the integrity of the 2016 election. The election he won. They're calling his win fraudulent. Further, they allege he was part of an unlawful plan to suppress negative information, including the $130,000 payment. He has pled not guilty. Suppress negative information. What, like the laptop that was buried or the diary? Okay, sorry, I won't <clears throat> I won't bring up the, the Biden's key evidence. Ah, Michael Cohen. There we go. Key evidence. $130,000 payment made by Trump's then-personal attorney, Michael Cohen, to Stormy Daniels was made in late October 2016. The incident was supposed to have happened in 2008, but sure. Next one. Classified documents. Trump was indicted in June 2023 by a federal grand jury in Miami for taking classified national defense documents from the White House after he left office and resisting the government's attempts to retrieve the materials. Both Trump and his aide, Walt Nauta, N-A-U-T-A, had pled not guilty. On July 27, 2023, the special counsel charged Trump with three counts, including one additional count of willful retention of national defense information. Nada was also charged on two new counts. A third defendant, Carlos de Oliveira, Oliveira, it's probably Oliveira, O-L-I-V-E-I-R-A, was added to the case and charged with four counts, including being added to the obstruction conspiracy charge in the original indictment. All right. Key evidence. Recording of Trump discussing holding secret documents that he did not declassify. Yes, that is on him. He said it on tape. This is secret. I'm going to show you. I shouldn't show you. Along those lines. About a hundred classified documents found in an FBI search of Mar-a-Lago in in August. They don't. Uh, I know. I, I say I'm not going to bring up the Bidens, but like, remember the Corvette thing with the boxes of documents? There was a garage in a home under the Biden name that had a Corvette and a bunch of boxes with classified documents. But that's fine. Or we don't want to talk about the emails that Hillary Clinton had on a unsecure server. But, alright, back to Trump. Key evidence. Surveillance footage turned over to the Justice Department that allegedly shows Nada and De Oliveira. Oliveira? I thought it's going to bother me. De Oliveira. Oliveira. Yeah, because Veda would be the other way. Alright, the Oliveira moving document boxes around the resort. I haven't seen the footage. I'm not sure. The Stormy Daniels thing is shaky. I don't know why they're bringing it up now. Probably because election season is coming. <laughs> Probably because Biden's last year is coming up and they want him to have no contenders. Possibly. And... How better to silence Trump? Next. Batch of indictment. <clears throat> Election interference. Trump's third indictment is a result of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into alleged efforts by the former president and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. The indictment alleges Trump as a co-conspirator attempted to exploit the violence and chaos at the Capitol during January 6th by calling lawmakers to convince them to delay the certification of the election. It also alleges that another co-conspirator pushed then-Vice President Mike Pence to violate the law and delay President Joe Biden's victory. The Trump campaign released a statement shortly after the indictment denying the allegations. Trump pled guilty to... pled not guilty, sorry to all four counts. The charging documents repeatedly reference six co-conspirators, but as is common practice, the identities are withheld. 
because they have not been charged with any crimes as of yet. We will see. However, based on quotes in the indictment and other contexts, CNN, I'm getting this from CNN, then I have other sources, can identify five of the six co-conspirators below. Let's see who they <laughs> named. Rudy Giuliani, former Trump lawyer, former mayor of New York City. John Eastman, former Trump lawyer. Sidney Powell, former Trump lawyer. Jeffrey Clark, former Justice Department official. Kenneth Chesbro, C-H-E-S-E-B-R-O, a pro-Trump lawyer. Okay, and then co-conspirator six. The indictment says they are a political consultant who helped implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. All right, key evidence. <clears throat> a January 2nd, 2021 phone call between the then President Donald Trump and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger where Trump lied in an attempt to induce him to overturn the election and find the exact number of votes to flip his defeat in Georgia. So there was a phone call and Trump said, find the votes, something along that. I'm not sure, it's interesting. I, I'm not sure what to make of all this, but it is, it is running on the theme that he knew he lost. That the intent, the criminal intent, the motive behind all this was not that he believed that he won and that the election was being kept from him, but rather that he lost and he wanted to steal the election however possible. That, that's what they're pushing for. All right, next indictment, excuse me. <clears throat> Three days ago, in, on August 14th, an Atlanta-based grand jury indicted Trump and 18 others on state charges stemming from their alleged efforts to overturn the former president's 2020 electoral defeat. The historic indictment is the fourth criminal case that Trump is facing. The charges brought in a sweeping investigation led by Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. And let's see. It covers some of the most overt efforts by the former president and his allies to meddle in the 2020 presidential election. Unlike the election subversion charges brought in by special counsel Jack Smith, the previous one, the previous indictment, Willis's case will be insulated if Trump is reelected in 2024. Means that he will not be able to pardon himself because this is not a federal case. This is at the state level. If he is guilty, found guilty in the state of Georgia, he will go to a Georgia prison. Mm. Yeah, they're really trying to shut him up, huh? I, this is how I'm reading it. Feel free to see this however you want. But the timing is interesting, and I will go more in depth on the timing. I, I'm sorry, I'll have to bring up the Bidens again, but let's go over the key evidence. The indictment document includes Trump's notorious phone call with Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. I mentioned that before. When he asked Raffensperger to find the votes needed to win the state. The fake elector scheme and a September 2021 letter he sent to Raffensperger again urging him to decertify the state's 2020 vote. I didn't see the letter. It's, it's interesting. This is all coming out now, three years later, on the eve of an election year. Now, this, that surveillance video, text messages, other communication, they're even going through his tweets, unearthed 
during a civil case provide essential evidence for prosecutors investi investigating efforts by Trump and his allies to overturn the 2020 election. The method that they're using, they're no longer going with intent. They're no longer seeking to prove that he didn't think he won and that he's looking to overturn. I know it says that there, that's CNN. But the method used by District Attorney, Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, written out in a 98-page uh, indictment, was a 41-count indictment charging him with eight and 18 alleged co-conspirators in violation of the Georgia version of the RICO Act, R-I-C-O. Now that stands for Racketeering Influenced and Cor Corrupt Organizations Act, Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organization Act, RICO Act. This is a this was an act enacted against the mob. They are charging him like the dawn of a mob. You can't write this. <laughs> you can't. Oh goodness. According to the criminal act in this case that he knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. By this association, they don't really need to prove that the intent was there. They just need to prove that one person in his group told him, hey, you didn't win and you're not going to win and that kind of thing. And that he just continued anyways. And that can be proven. They they need they can press any of these eighteen people and see who will turn. Alright, goodness. I let's go through all the names. Any of these people can flip on Trump. And I'm sure you guys have seen like those crime things or you just know if you and a co-conspirator get arrested trying to commit a crime or in the midst of a crime and your co-conspirator takes a plea deal to rat on you, they get a lesser charge while you get more. So now it's to press all these people to see who will give them the most dirt on Trump to save their own skin. Quite a play. Quite a strategic move and it's it's very dangerous for Trump because like I said before it's not a federal case the next president coming in if he wanted to cannot pardon him it's at the state level he needs to beat this how I'm not that sure all right let's get the list of the people so you have Donald Trump <clears throat> the Trump officials Mark Meadows who is a White House chief chief of staff Rudy Giuliani, Trump lawyer, John Eastman, Trump lawyer, Jeffrey Clark, top, top Justice Department official. I don't know why I can't talk today. Sidney Powell, Trump campaign lawyer. Jenna Ellis, also another Trump campaign lawyer. Hmm. Mark Roman, Trump campaign official. Ray Smith, that name is familiar. I need to look into that. I mean, I'm thinking of Ray Epps, the guy that is supposed to be, a, or he was said to be an FBI informant who ushered people into the building during January 6th. He testified before Congress that he didn't know anything and he wasn't involved and blah, blah, blah. blah. He wasn't there, but there's clear video of him being there. All right. <clears throat> Kenneth Chesbro, right. Trevian Kuti, Kuti. I don't know this person. Publicist tied to election worker intimidation. Hmm. Cuddy, a Chicago-based former publicist to musicians R. Kelly and Kanye West. Of course, list them. <laughs> I'm sure she has other people that she uh, was a publicist for, but heck of a spread there. R. Kelly and Kanye West allegedly pressured a Georgia elections worker. 
prosecutors say that in January 2021, Cuddy sought a meeting with Ruby Freeman, a Fulton County elections worker who was among the election workers falsely accused by Trump and his allies for helping rig the election. Yeah, but there was video of them finding boxes of ballots. And there was a shipping container in Michigan that had ballots for Trump just stuffed in there. You'd think they would have burned it by now. It's it's very interesting. I'm not sure. Alright, they also <clears throat> put charges on Harrison Floyd, leader of Black Voices for Trump. Floyd, a Maryland resident, is leader of an organization called Black Voices for Trump. According to court filings, Floyd arranged a meeting between Fulton County election worker, again, Ruby Freeman, and Trevian Cuddy. During the meeting, videotaped by police, Cuddy allegedly pressured and threatened Freeman during the meeting. I want to see this videotape. I'm not sure I ever will unless they do it during the proceedings. Robert Cheely, C-H-E-E-L-E-Y, pro-Trump lawyer. Stephen, or Stephen, however you want to pronounce it, he has a P-H in his name. Stephen Lee, L-E-E. Pastor, he's a pastor tied to election worker intimidation. Huh also in Chicago. Lee, a pastor at a Lutheran church in suburban Chicago, was allegedly involved in efforts in efforts to attempt to pressure Ruben, Ruby Freeman. Again, that name, Ruby Freeman. I feel like Freeman should be called as a witness to all this and have, have her be cross-examined just so that it's all even. I don't think it would be fair to have all these people you know, circused in, paraded in, and not make sure that everyone who's calling them out, who says that they did all these things, are examined as well. All right. <clears throat> David Schaefer, Georgia GOP chair and fake elector. Fake elector. Hmm. Schaefer is a former chairman of the Georgia Republican Party and previously was a longtime member of the Georgia State Senate. Schaefer played a key role in organizing the Trump campaign's slate of fake electors in the state as part of an effort to subvert the Electoral College. He convened the 16 fake electors in the Georgia State Capitol in December 2020, where they signed a certificate falsely proclaiming that Trump won the state. Why would he do that? They say he served as a fake elector, but he was the former chairman of the Republican Party. I believe that's within his means he's able to. And perhaps he truly did believe that Trump won. You guys remember that election night? It was really weird. There were states that looked like they were fully red or fully blue. And then the call came after and it was completely flipped. It was very odd. Like they took forever to announce the winners of, of certain states, like Michigan, where they found the shipping container, and Georgia, where they found those boxes of ballots hidden under the voting tables. It's... Mm. This is so interesting. This is bigger than Watergate, I swear. All right, another one. Another fake elector, Sean Still. Still was one of the 16 Republicans who served as fake electors in Georgia and signed the paperwork claiming that Trump had carried the state. This was part of Trump's campaign plan to, was it? I wanna see it in writing or, or have a voice recording or a video where it says that his campaign had this plan as a backup because this hasn't been verified. All right, <clears throat> another one. Scott Hall, 
bail bondsman tied to Coffee County breach. Hall, a bail bondsman and pro-Trump poll watcher in Atlanta, spent hours inside a restricted area of the Coffee County Elections Office when voting systems were breached in 2021. The breach was connected to efforts by pro-Trump conspiracy theorists to find voter fraud. They want to throw around the conspiracy theorist label and a lot of conspiracies that we've been told are conspiracies turn out to be legitimate. So, mm, not sure. Hall was captured on surveillance video at the office on the day of the breach. But that's about it. It's very fishy. Okay, next one. Misty Hampton, Coffee County Election Supervisor. Hampton is the former election supervisor for rural Coffee County, where she allegedly facilitated an unlawful breach of voting systems after the 2020 election. In text messages, again obtained by CNN, I'm still reading their report of this, Hampton allegedly gave Trump's attorneys a written invitation to access Georgia voting systems, but they don't show the text messages. <laughs> Interesting. She is accused in the indictment of helping Trump-linked operatives access information, data, and the software of Georgia's coding system. Hampton has pushed the debunked claim that Dominion voting machines could very easily be manipulated to flip votes. Um, Alright, we'll see. Kathy Latham, fake GOP elector tied to Coffee County breach. Latham was one of the 16 Republicans who served as fake, fake electors in Georgia. She signed the paperwork claiming that Trump carried the state. Prosecutors say that this was part of Trump's campaign plan to subvert da, 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 and nullify Biden's victory. She is the former chair of the Coffee County GOP and can be seen in surveillance video escorting Trump supporters into restricted areas. Now that's interesting. I want to see that video. They uh, restricted area of the Coffee County Election Office where, according to prosecutors, they breached voter data. Latham has said that she was not personally involved. Who knows? Okay, so that's all of it. Those are all the indictments. Now, let's go back to the RICO thing. <clears throat> Remember the Racketeering Influence Corrupt and Corrupt Organizations Act, pretty much an anti-mob act. In this case, the criminal act, according to indictment, was that he knowingly and willfully had this conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome. Whether this amounts to a crime comes down to whether Trump himself knew he had lost the election. Bottom line. If he believed that he had won and all other accusations would just drop. But when they charge Rico, Willis extends the case to the people that may have admitted that Trump lost the election. If his co-conspirators, any of them, have said to him with the intense belief within themselves that he lost and that they are pursuing an, an, a fool's errand, that they're going after something that is just not so, and that they believe themselves to truly be conspiring, then Trump is guilty by association. <sighs> Alright. So this accomplishes two purposes. First, it puts these alleged co-conspirators in serious legal jeopardy. The names that I read, all of them have a minimum of two charges. Some of them had seven, some of them have eight. I am not going to read all of them. I read out the names if you want to look for it yourself but these people are in hot water and I doubt 
that they have the financial means to fight back as hard as Trump is. Secondly, the RICO Act may allow Willis to charge Trump as part of a criminal conspiracy even if he personally believed he won the election. Okay, that's in there already. After all, case law suggests that co-conspirators can be charged under RICO even if they didn't agree on every aspect. Like, you have your own gang, your own little mafia thing going on. You have four guys. One guy takes out the security, two guys go in to steal whatever, and one guy is the lookout. Even if the lookout says that he didn't know what was going to happen because he is associated, he is guilty. <sighs> so this case is a unique danger because it's a state case. There's no federal pardon. Oh... And that's, that's what's kind of scary, yeah? Now, what I find interesting is the timing. Yes, of course, the intent, and then they want to get away with not proving intent, because Trump will never admit to it in his heart of hearts. I do believe that he believes that he won. And there's a lot of, you want to say conspiracy? I want to say fishy. It's very fishy how events turned out around that election. But let's discuss the timing. I know I said I wasn't going to bring up Biden and all that. But let's let's put things into perspective of the timeline. Just a day before Trump was indicted, a business partner partner of Hunter Biden testified that Joe Biden was on the phone with Hunter. Remember, Devin Archer, his business partner, said, yeah, he was on the phone and he talked about the weather. And then the defense from the Biden team, the Democratic Party, said that Joe was just on calls to talk about the weather in Ukraine. It wasn't a big deal. That doesn't really absolve Biden of the influence because he still answered the call. And then, <clears throat> earlier this summer, Congress received whistleblower documents from the FBI alleging that the Bidens took a multi-million dollar bribe from that Ukrainian oil company <clears throat> that was paying Hunter Biden. Five million for Hunter, five million for the big guy. Shortly afterwards, Jack Smith, I think it was indictment number three, the election interference brought about by special counsel of Jack Smith, indicted Trump for storing classified documents in his home, the same thing that Mike Pence and Joe Biden have admitted to doing. Then, July 26th, Hunter Biden's plea deal blew up in court. I read that to you guys, where Judge Norica went through the big stack of the plea deal and was like, wait a minute, so the gun charge is not going to be brought up and he's completely absolved from any further issues he might have as a foreign agent who didn't register himself? I'm not okay with that. That was embarrassing to the Department of Justice and to the Bidens. The very next day, July 27th, Jack Smith charges Donald Trump with more crimes. He even charged Trump's maintenance guy at Mar-a-Lago for being involved. <clears throat> so, that's just the short list of coincidences. There's more if we want to go that far back, but I just want to go over the indictments, the states they're in, and I think the hardest one for Trump to beat will be the one in Georgia, because they just need one co-conspirator to turn on him, and that's it. He's going to a Georgia county jail. 
I'm not sure what to believe at this point, but seeing them fight this hard and seeing that the the uh what's her name? Fulton County District Attorney Willis she wants this to start as soon as the primaries. He's going to be busy with all these indictments here. Okay. <clears throat> this was uh, is there no date on this article? Why you guys do this to me? All right. Well, anyways, if Trump is the nominee, the entire election is going to be about his legal troubles. He's going to be swamped with it. Every opponent he has, they're not going to listen to his policies. They're not going to listen to what he wants to do. He's tainted. But he's still polling so well because Biden is shit. His entire calendar is is this. The Trump Organization civil suit begins October 2nd, 2023. Uh, the E. Jean Carroll defamation trial, he was suing her for defamation. That was thrown out. It was supposed to begin uh, January 15, 2024. The pyramid scheme class action suit begins January tw 29, 2024. The hush money case brought by Manhattan DA begins March 25th. The classified documents trial begins May 20th. And then there's the trial for the latest indictment, which has yet to be given a date. Things are not looking good. I, I don't think he'll win. I think that Democrats want him to be at the forefront because then the Republican Party has no chance. No chance in hell if that's their his their front guy. Um, let's discuss contenders for a bit. I'll be honest. I like what DeSantis has done in Florida, but he's not that great at getting support. Sure, he brought up the whole trans thing and he was against Disney and their bullshit. Great. But he's not really winning over the country, and that's hard. Now, there's this new guy. Hold on. Let, let's talk about Nikki Haley, because I briefly brought her up before. She, <clears throat> excuse me. She's losing steam. She's not polling as well either. I'm not sure what happened that she fell off. So be it. She did say that if Trump is the nominee, that he has her support. Okay. Well, that's that's nice. <laughs> From the Fulton County Jail. <clears throat> but there's this new guy that I've been watching some of his things and he he voices the same sentiment that Trump did. He seems well versed in what has happened history-wise and what needs to be done. He talks about bringing it back, bringing out the ideals that this country was built on. What the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, their backbone, what that resonates or should resonate with in every American spirit. Vivek Ramaswamy, 37-year-old, son of immigrants, you can tell from the name he's not, you know, like a John Smith <laughs> kind of guy. His wife is a doctor and a surgeon. He has kids. He's He has young kids, which surprises me. I mean, they put um, the Trump family through hell. Baron Trump, the youngest, saw... Kathy Griffin, the comedian, holds up a mock decapitated head of her of his father on TV and I don't want that to happen to these kids, but you know what? Maybe maybe this is what the country needs. Some new blood. Not these fucking prehistoric fucks like Mitch McConnell and Diane Feinstein and Joe Biden and goodness 
uh, John Fetterman from Pennsylvania. Remember him? Stroke guy who hears wah wah wah, you know, when people talk. Maybe we need someone new. So I suggest giving him a list and see what you think. I'm not going to play anything of his. His name is Vivek Ramswamy. He's not polling as great. But he's gaining momentum, similar to RFK Jr. on the other side. Which, funny, many of RFK's interviews have been taken down from the internet. That's illegal. You cannot interfere with a, a known candidate who's running for office. You cannot do that. It's, it's tampering with their campaign. So we'll see what comes of that. Um, I read the book, The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And it's well done. It's well written. It has not been debunked. It has not been taken down from the bestseller list. No one has come out and said that it's all bullcrap and, and sued him. No. So, here's my ending thought on this. Yeah, Trump has done a lot of bad. We will continue to watch this. I think we need someone different, someone who's family-oriented, someone who is against this transgender bullshit. It's bullshit. Transing the kids. Have you guys heard of Jazz Jennings? A boy that was medically, surgically altered to have a vagina before they went through puberty, so instead they had their bowels rearranged to create that opening. And their mother, oh, mind you, they had a show, if you want to see this. I think it was on TLC, Jazz Jennings' show, where the mother openly says, oh, I am Jazz. It's on TLC Go. 14-year-old transgender girl. Uh, the show premiered in 2015 based on a 2011 documentary called I Am Jazz, A Family in Transition that aired on Oprah. Poor Jazz is now overweight severely depressed, showing incredible signs of just mental discord, chaos within them. And I'm not surprised. Let's go back to the, the fake vagina. They didn't go through puberty. When you turn a penis into a vagina through that whole transgender, trans surgery. You split it and you invert it and you turn it inside. This child did not go through puberty. They were put on puberty blockers, on hormone blockers. So the tissue that they needed wasn't truly formed yet. So instead they would resection the bowel. And the mother says, and you can find it for yourself, that they would put in what looks like a speculum if you're a woman. You go to the gynecologist, they do a pap smear, they put this duck-billed-looking device into you. They crank it so it opens. If you guys are into uh, medieval torture, it's the pair of anguish. Looks like that, and they open it, and they are able to dilate the opening so they can swab you whenever. So this mother would lubricate it and wake the child up and do that. And the mom says, my biggest fear is that she'll go off to college and won't dilate herself. And if she doesn't, I'll wring her neck. I understand doing things for your child that you want them to do. And it's tedious and you hope that once, you know, they're adults, they take care of themselves. Like my daughter got her ears pierced. 
and I clean it and I make sure it doesn't get infected and I keep telling her like hey watch your ears you know check them daily I teach her because it was hard on me to make sure that you know it doesn't get to the point of infection it's the same thing it's a wound it's a large wound that wants to close but rather than putting an earring that just sits there <laughs> and it's not that bad of a thing to clean this child is having their parent wake them up in the middle of the night to have this speculum dilator whatever you want to call it push into them and cranked so that it holds their hole open for what reason answer me this there's no sensation there it's not for Jazz's pleasure when they're older. It's so that they can simulate that they're a woman. But it's for a man to penetrate. Because that's all women are, right? <laughs> to this fucking party, just sex objects, just tits and pussy. Sorry, I know we went from Trump to this, but this is what I want to see candidates going against the abuse of children children being pushed into things so that the parents can be on TV like the toddlers and tiaras stop it that's gross and it just you know it's fodder for pedophiles I I want a candidate who puts children first and foremost they're innocence, their safety, their education, their their ability to live in this country and truly believe that they can be anything they want to be, which they can. Heck, I'm the child of immigrants. Vivek Ramaswamy is the child of immigrants, his wife as well. And he made a million dollar company, biotech, whatever, you can look into it. She's a fucking doctor. I'm completing my doctorate now. It's possible. It's hard, but it's possible. I truly believe you can achieve anything in this country, regardless of what you look like, where you came from, what your background is, what language your parents spoke. But there's this... There's this fucking epidemic of victimhood where people just want a gold medal because they've been through so much life is fucking hard get over it Jesus look look at what Trump's going through his life is abysmal right now he's facing jail time in Georgia just we need someone who's looking out for the future generations, not pushing this shit on them, not telling them that puberty is this terrible, terrible thing. Yes, it is. Your hormones are off the fucking wall, but it will pass. The hardship will pass. Your school years will pass, and then you'll be on your way with your degree taking on the world. Do not avoid hardship. Make it to the other side. It's worth it. A hundred percent. So that's all I got. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll touch more on it later when the Bidens come back <laughs> from their vacation. We'll see all about that. And election season is coming. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know what to do. It's, it's going to be fantastic. Anyways, that's all I got for now. Thank you for joining me. This was Ain't That Some Shit with Emma. And uh, over and out. Hi, this is Metalhead. Thank you for listening on Spotify. If you like our content, please follow us on Twitch at DJ Hatter One. If you like, if you like seeing uh, 
bullshit walkthroughs, gameplays. Um, this is the place where you stop by, share some laughs, share some comments, and have fun. Thank you.